Duke Energy offers these tips for understanding your bill. Check the number of days in your billing cycle. Most bills are for 30 days, but there are times when the billing cycle is shorter or longer. If there are more days in the bill, it could be higher. And if you have a smart meter, check online to see if a daily usage analysis tool is available. Smart meters collect usage information by the hour, so checking spikes throughout the month, by the day, and even the hour can show what appliances and behaviors are increasing your bill. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling 1-800-521-2232. Duke Energy presents Conversations About Living Young with your host, Marina Kears, Executive Director of Hendricks County Senior Services. Good evening, and thank you for joining me on Conversations About Living Young. My name is Marina Kears, and I am happy to be your host for this show. I am the Executive Director at Hendricks County Senior Services, and as you know, if you've joined this show in the past, our mission is to help older adults live as independently as possible in the home of their choice for as long as possible, and we do that in so many ways. Um, one of the things that we're always excited about is getting great information out into the community about, um, about how to to make aging and, and living into older years successful and fun and enjoyable. And so I'm excited today to have with us Lee Dorsey. He is joining me uh, because he has a great perspective on life transitions. And he and I have had this conversation before. I will uh, call him a repurposed pastor, and I don't think he would oppose to that. He has made it uh, a passion of his to study life's transitions and spent 16 years in transitional ministry, which means that he was helping congregations and groups of people people work through those process of transitioning when there's been a change in leadership. Uh, Lee has a doctorate in a um, it, it, some family work, let's call it. Uh, he would have a long name for that. And then he's been a firefighter twice, so he knows how to put out fires and he knows how to help people rebuild from fires, right? Isn't that I what you do? Know, I also know how to start them. And <laughs> Good, good. Well, let's do that together. So thank you for joining me, Lee. Thank you for having me. Well, we can jump in. Lee, you and I have had conversations many times now about transitions. We all experience transitions in our lives, and it, and that is not dependent on age. But for older adults and people, especially as you think about retirement, they're really, really contemplating some big life transitions, and then those seem to compile. Is that what you find to be true as well? Yes, uh with transit transitions are different than changes. Okay. A lot of times people use those words interchangeably. Mm -hmm. Excuse the pun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but they they are two different things. The change is the reality that has changed. Mm -hmm. Okay. Whereas the transition is the emotional adjustment or ad adapt adaptation that needs to re needs to take place in light of that change. Mm -hmm. So you can change without transitioning, is what you're saying. You could well, go you through will, a you change. Will, you will change. You will transition, but you can. But the, your experience of that transition mm -hmm. can be very different. Mm -hmm. So you, you'll always got. You're always going to have a transition because mm -hmm. change does that. That seems to be the way we're wired. But how you go through that transition, you have some control over that, and other times, you just hold on for the ride. Mm -hmm. Okay. So how do we? Um, Let's let's talk about then why is it important to think about transitions because holding on for the ride doesn't sound very fun, right? It isn't <laughs> always. It isn't always unless you like roller coasters. Okay. Let me back up just a little bit. The other day, 
I'm in my doctor's office. Mm-hmm. Uh, first time seeing this doctor. And as you know, how the wait goes in between while you're waiting for the, the nurse comes in, takes your vital oh, not signs. getting on the and scale. Leaves, and then you sit there and then you're waiting and waiting. Well, right. uh, there's always something interesting on the wall. Mm-hmm. And there was a sign on the wall that said three important questions or three essential questions. What's the problem? What's the treatment? And why is this important? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'd like to just kind of frame it that. Like What's that. the problem mm-hmm. is our lives are always changing. Mm-hmm. We cannot avoid change. You know, we try to minimize change in life. Uh, I had a professor one time say that, you know, everyone is concerned about change. No one likes all changes and everyone likes some changes, which seems to knock off those people who say, I hate change. We don't hate change. It's the kind of change, whether or not it threatens our identity or not. Okay. When it really threatens our identity, those kinds of changes are more difficult to go through. So what's the problem? Life is always changing. Sometimes we are the initiators mm-hmm. of those changes. Sometimes it's decisions we've made, but we don't have the foresight Mm-hmm. to see how that's going to play out so there's unanticipated consequences of those choices and decisions. Sometimes other people make decisions and those changes happen to us. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes it's a collective. I mean, I think there's something with, with the whole notion of karma, mm-hmm. you know, that, that whatever happens is the only thing that could happen if you look into the big enough picture or look at what's going on in a different way. So change is always happening. But in, because change is always happening, then there's always going to be transition. Okay. It's, it's the human response to change. I don't know if other creatures, other animals change or go through transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, they face changes all mm-hmm. the time, but they seem to not to be as engaged the way we are. Mm-hmm. So that's the problem. Mm-hmm. There's always change, and transition comes with change. Mm-hmm. Well, what's the treatment? Well, transition in terms of going through it. Okay. Uh, a friend who sent me an email the other day saying, you know, remember, Lee, when you're going through hell, keep going. <laughs> and I was yeah. like, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And uh, so... You don't have a choice. That's right. That's right. That You do have choices within. Right. Okay. You may, you know, for example, there's different scenarios and emotions. You lose your keys. Mm-hmm. How do you feel? Annoyed. Anything else? Frustrated. Anything else? Concerned. And no. depending on what's going on outside. Right. I mean, if you're, if you're late for an appointment. I'm always late. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Or if you're late for an appointment yeah. or something else is important to you that you can't, you get frustrated, mm-hmm. you feel those. And initially, when we are confronted with change, we usually hold it at arm's length mm-hmm. and say, no. I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to believe that. We go into denial. But then eventually, it's like, well... There's no other choice. This is real. Mm-hmm. I have to deal with it. And then we usually go into a period of confusion. Mm-hmm. Well, how do I deal with it? Mm-hmm. So you deal with it in a variety of ways. Uh, one way is to uh, do a reality check. Mm-hmm. Is what, what, what is really going on here? Mm-hmm. So I really lost my keys. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you can back up and say, well, all right. I can I can remember where I was the last time I had them mm-hmm. and visualize and come to, and you can start to retrace your steps. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, you find your keys in the last place you look mm-hmm. for them. They're always going to be in the 
right. not always, because <laughs> there are people who might still be looking <laughs> after they're holding them. Like yeah. the person who puts their glasses on the top of their mm-hmm. head and says, I can't find my glasses. Mm-hmm. Those are all part of the changes of aging, <laughs> by the way. So so you, you, you say you start to retrack mm-hmm. and figure out. But if it's permanent and you know that you can't, you've lost your keys, they're mm-hmm. gone. Okay, now you haven't lost them. They've slipped out of your hands and gone down into the sewer. Mm-hmm. Okay, and that's a that's a different kind of change. Right. Okay. So and the, and so we have very a variety of, or another scenario, um, you retire. Mm-hmm. You decide. Okay, I've I've done this long enough. I've managed my finances in a way and my lifestyle in a way that I can no longer have to work for money. Mm-hmm. That I'm free to do that. But then all of a sudden, there's this huge vacuum. Yeah. Well, who am I? What do I do now? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, the, or another one is, uh, say your health changes, mm-hmm. okay? All of a sudden, the doctor comes back, and instead of getting the news you expected, you get, we have a problem, mm-hmm. okay? So all of those changes, so they, they are going to impact us differently, but they all involve endings, losses, and letting go. Mm-hmm. That's the first part of, a cha- uh, of the transition process is recognizing that there has been an ending there has been a loss there has been there is going to be some letting go Mm -hmm. and there's no other way to get through it Mm -hmm. as long as we now that when people can get stuck Mm -hmm. okay i liken the transitional process to being a trapeze artist okay you leave the one platform you have the trapeze fully in your hands right when you let go you have made a good ending (laughs) Okay, you've lost something, yeah. you've let go, okay, and then you enter what's called the neutral zone, that in-between time where everything is unhinged or unglued. You're and, hanging in the air. That's right. Mm-hmm. Now, that's also where you have the greatest freedom. Mm-hmm. Just like the trapeze artists can't really do spins and flips when they're hanging on to the bar. Right. But once they let go of that bar, they can move in 360 degrees in all directions, in like a spherical Mm-hmm. move and then you get grabbed by mm-hmm. the future mm-hmm. okay what's interesting about in trapeze artists is that the grabber or the catcher okay actually catches you you don't catch them because mm-hmm. if you try to you'll often miss mm-hmm. so you just basically reach out in faith and trust that something is going to catch you that's going to be substantial enough strong enough to hold you to bring you into to the next new beginning. And that something is something you need to find in that transition, in that you just called it a neutral zone, but that time where you've let go or acknowledged a loss. Is that right? Yeah. Is that what you just said? My experience is is that over time, what happens is I discover that I've been grabbed by something Mm -hmm. else. Mm -hmm. As long as I've been willing to stay in that in-between state. Mm -hmm. Uh, William Bridges likens it to... uh, Linus without his blanket. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. He doesn't want to be far from that blanket for very long. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons why people resist change, because they understand from experience the discomfort Mm -hmm. of the neutral zone. Mm -hmm. That's when the past is gone, but you don't have a firm hold on the future yet. So they're in between. Mm -hmm. So people resist that. Yeah. Or they try to short circuit it. We can do that by trying to replace something prematurely or thinking that we can go back in time Mm -hmm. or staying in denial, Mm -hmm. uh, or we can move forward and say, okay, in light of that, when I retired, I started keeping a journal. Mm -hmm. 
And the first thing I did on the day one was I listed a number of things that I would no longer be doing. Okay. Well, you know, that's interesting. I just made a that were that were job, yeah. all job related. Yeah. You know, I said I'll no longer. I, I'm not preaching another sermon. Mm-hmm. I'm not leading another worship service. Mm-hmm. I'm not moderating another board meeting. Mm-hmm. I'm not moderating another congregational mm-hmm. meeting. You know, I'm not having to go visit someone I don't care about. <laughs> Well, that, <laughs> I can't believe a pastor would say that. <laughs> I'm just But teasing. see, I was retired. Retired <laughs> pastors will. <laughs> pastors who aren't retired can't, can't say that. can't say yet. that. Yes. And that yeah. was another thing I put on my list. I'm no longer to pretend I believe something I don't. Yeah. yeah. Because once you, you have a freedom there. So I like that idea of thinking, it doesn't matter what the transition is, but thinking about even if it was something you've had to let go of that's a positive, you enjoyed your work, you liked doing this this mission work that you had, whatever it was. But there are things that we could all be happy to let go of, whatever that is. So if you're in a place where you can list those things, these are things I'm not going to have to do again. That's kind of nice. That's kind of a, a neat exercise to think through what, what can you celebrate even in something maybe you're you weren't really sure you would be able to find sure. any good in. Right. And and I would also clarify how you feel about something isn't as important as you just made it sound. Oh, okay. Because you could not like your job. Mm-hmm. Okay, but it's the change will still be significant. Mm-hmm. It will not be the relief you think of it is depending on how much of your identity is wrapped up mm-hmm. in that job. Mm-hmm. That seems to be what amps up our our emotional response mm-hmm. to the change. Mm-hmm. Is the more layers. And because I went back and I reviewed my own experience when I retired, I didn't have this big shock, but I had also had other hats that I had been developing. Mm -hmm. Okay. I, 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 my identity wasn't just as a pastor. Mm -hmm. It was also as a husband, Mm -hmm. as a father, as a grandfather, as a son, as a community uh, volunteer, Mm -hmm. as a friend. And I was like, well, uh, you know, and as I got closer to retirement, I don't know if it was intentional or just someone in my subconscious, I was deliberate in putting more of my identity in those things. Mm -hmm. But then from spiritual practices I've done, and as well as helped others to explore, there's also an identity that even transcends all of that. Mm -hmm. That through certain meditative practices and stuff, you come to discover that you are more than you ever realized or imagined. Mm Mm-hmm. And and that other stuff, which is passing, is temporal. Mm-hmm. There is something that's more eternal that stays with us afterwards. Mm-hmm. That 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 is something you can hold on to, and oftentimes that's what we have to hold on to because that's all that's left. Because mm-hmm. everything mm-hmm. else, all the rest of our identity has been stripped away. Mm-hmm. So that neutral zone po- process is, however you're going to get through it, you're going to get through it. Mm-hmm. My experience is is. You can talk to people long enough, and they are going to manage those transitions the way they've practiced managing yeah. those transitions for their whole life. So if you if you could look at your life and say, I don't like the way I've done this in the past, but now I have this new opportunity because I know that I am going to be making a change and a transition because I'm planning a retirement, or I have a family member moving in with me mm-hmm. that I'm going to be caregiving for, or I have kids leaving the house and they're they're sailing off and I'm going to have a different identity as a parent then. So if, if you are intentional and you, you can predict these are things that are going to happen, then 
then what advice would you give to someone who can see six months from now, there's going to be a change in my life. What, what should they be doing now to, to be more prepared? Well, one thing you could do is start listing what's, what are the actual, what's the actual change? What Mm -hmm. is going to end? What Mm -hmm. is going to stop? Mm -hmm. And, And, And that's, what's the problem? Or yeah. no. Okay. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, what's the problem? What's the change? What's the problem? Yes. Mm-hmm. What's the change? These are things that are going to stop. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you, you, and you're honest, as honest as you can. And then that is also going to be something that it's not until the change occurs that you discover a deeper sense of that list. Okay. Because there's things you don't know that you don't know. It's like, oh, I was more attached to that than I realized, or I saw that. I, I did that. I enjoyed more. I enjoyed that more than I always complained about it. Maybe I enjoyed complaining about it. I don't know what it was. But so, so making a list because that was very intentional. These are things that are ending. Mm-hmm. Now, one of, I, I practiced this more than just with my retirement. During, after my first interim ministry mm-hmm. setting, uh, I, my friend of mine was a life coach. And so I said, okay, let's, let's, transition to my next place because mm-hmm. I wanted I wanted to leave my first experience behind and start fresh with the new one. And part of one of the things the coach asked me to do was okay, what what do you what do you what are you giving up? Mm-hmm. And then I went through the list and it says, okay, what are you really going to miss? Mm-hmm. What are the things that you feel like you don't want to let go of? Then looking at that list saying, well, what are those what can you repurpose not repurpose but create in a different way? Okay. Okay, so I might have had a pastor's group that was really good and healthy. And mm-hmm. I said, well, okay, I don't have to have a pastor's group, but if I can find another small group experience where there can be some exploration. And when I started to look at the qualities right. of what I was going to miss, I was able to then, then in a new beginning, mm-hmm. say, okay, one of the things I have to do is I have to find people who'd be interested in gathering together on a regular basis to have conversations about what's important mm-hmm. to us. Mm-hmm. And I, in fact, did that. So a lot of things that I'm sharing is I've just learned by trial and error. Yeah. Just try it, say, oh, how did that work? Mm-hmm. And then try something mm-hmm. else. So that's one thing. Identify what's ending, see what can be reproduced perhaps in a new form, and then taking, finding the courage to take the steps to do that. Mm-hmm. That'll look different. Right. It'll look different in light of the change because same people aren't there mm-hmm. or whatever. But that's one of the things that you can do. Uh, and then my coach encouraged me to having a coach, mm-hmm. having someone who's going to ask good questions, not tell you what to do, mm-hmm. uh, but instead say, okay, you're the creator of your life. You're the creator of your future. Okay. And here's your challenge. I'm here to ask questions, eavesdrop, perhaps because you might miss mm-hmm. something of importance. I mean, it's amazing to me how people can say exactly what they need, but never pay attention to what they say. Mm-hmm. I'll ask them, well, what do you need right now? And they'll tell you. And then you'll say, well, what's keeping you from getting that? Well, see, a coach asked that question. Right. Well, what's keeping you from that? Well, nothing. <laughs> then why don't you get it? <laughs> okay, I think I will. And then they look at you and say, boy, you made such a big difference. Say, well, no. But also, there's a, there's a certain accountability. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm currently working after this. After I retired, I started working with a coach, and then I've also worked with a transitions consultant mm-hmm. uh, because I recognize the value in those services. Mm-hmm. Good listeners who mm-hmm. ask good questions, who have good tools that you can use to to explore and, and find out aspects about your life that you didn't know before, and moving on from there. Mm-hmm. So, I would say those are two 
simple, uh, relatively inexpensive mm-hmm. ways to move forward. How would you suggest if somebody said, well, I've never considered having a life coach, but perhaps I might find that to be helpful. Where, do, where would they start? Now, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Now, some would say, some would say that when the student is ready, the teacher shows up. Okay. So I wouldn't be surprised if that person, if they were sincere and really mm-hmm. committed to that kind of journey, they wouldn't somehow run into somebody who knew somebebody mm-hmm. who who mm-hmm. had some information. Mm-hmm. Ask okay? the question. Right. Get out there you know, and ask the uh, question. You know, that, that someone who's listening to this broadcast mm-hmm. might call you up and mm-hmm. say, I, where would I find a coach? Mm-hmm. You might be able to direct them towards that. That might be something that senior services mm-hmm. sees in part of their future mm-hmm. of, of developing a network of, of life coaches mm-hmm. for people who are in transition. Mm-hmm. Um, so those, those are... I, I, there isn't one way. My way, that's why I hesitate to say this is the way to do it yeah. because my way is very personal that fits me. Mm-hmm. It fits my personality. Mm-hmm. It fits my life experiences. It fits my preferences. Mm-hmm. Someone else would go about it very, very mm-hmm. differently. Mm-hmm. Uh, so even, you know, but you know, mm-hmm. when you read something and it resonates mm-hmm. or you talk to somebody and it resonates, you know, mm-hmm. you have this inner wisdom that unless you've grown up in a system where the, constantly you have you are externally referenced you don't know what you think until someone else tells yeah. you but then maybe that's a coach not may not be helpful maybe that's a counselor healthy. would be better at that yes. point mm-hmm. or the coach as long as they hear the coach's <laughs> voice as a coach saying well what do you think mm-hmm. you know you said something very important just now rather than saying this is what you need to do mm-hmm. good okay Great. So one of the things we haven't talked about is grief. And um, we, you did talk about letting go and those changes. And so I, I see, though, so many people going through transitions and part of what they're also experiencing is grief. Can you talk a little bit about how that plays into transitions, especially things that are unplanned and changes that we didn't plan for and that we maybe certainly didn't want? My first advice is trust the process. Mm-hmm. My second advice is trust your inner wisdom. Mm-hmm. When people talk about grief, or uh, Kubler-Ross is, the, 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 I guess, one of the named authorities mm-hmm. on grief. She says there's five stages of grief, mm-hmm. you know, anger, denial, uh, bargaining, depression, acceptance. Mm-hmm. All she, I think all she did was she just observed people who went through Dramatic, traumatic experiences, mm-hmm. changes, and just documented what their experience was. Mm-hmm. And it's very natural. Mm-hmm. You don't have to say, oh, I need to get into denial so I can get to bargaining. Mm-hmm. It'll happen. Yeah. Okay. So recognizing that whatever you're feeling, as long as it's not hurtful to you and it's not hurtful to someone else, if you can find a way to express it that isn't hurtful mm-hmm. to you or someone else, you're going to go a long way. Mm-hmm. I've worked with families who, in light of a death, you know, I tell them when people are allowed to think what they think, feel what they feel, and express it in ways that are meaningful to them, everybody seems to get along better. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and recognizing that nobody is, it's like spinning tops. If it if it's a change that affects more than one person, it's like spinning tops. They're bouncing off of each other mm-hmm. at times. And some person might be in acceptance when another person is in denial. And mm-hmm. that's when the conflict surfaces. But just being accepting and being gentle with yourself and saying, you know, it's okay to feel sad today. Mm-hmm. And I have found that when you just accept that feeling sad is where you are, 
that it's not as heavy as you think, as you, as you fear. Mm-hmm. And it's often amplified by what you fear. Oh, what if I f- feel this way tomorrow? Mm-hmm. Well, tomorrow is tomorrow. <laughs> Let's just feel focus today. Focus on today. Let's yeah. focus on today. Let's yeah. focus on this moment yeah. and, and, and go through it. Mm-hmm. And you will find that they will get to a place. And then all of a sudden they say, oh, I accepted that, that loss, the grief. Grief will do its work mm-hmm. if you let it. Mm-hmm. Just don't get in the way. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what if, what happens when you just, you, and maybe this is better, better told in a story, I'll, I'll let you decide, but I can imagine a scenario, and maybe we've all been in that place where we say, no, I'm not going to accept that I'm even in this change. I don't even want to believe that we're here at this place right now. What happens when you don't ever let go? Eventually, life will kick you out of that room. Oh, okay. I think I've shared with you. There, I, I live my life in one of three rooms mm-hmm. of a four-room apartment. Mm-hmm. Comfort zone, mm-hmm. denial, confusion, transformation. Mm-hmm. And I'm just always moving around those rooms. Mm-hmm. So when I was, you know, imagine comfort zone is when everything's going well. Mm-hmm. Then the change hits. Mm-hmm. Okay. I will spend some time saying I'm still in my comfort zone then, but I've actually moved to denial. Yeah. But then pretty soon, okay, the smoke will get thick enough that I realize this room's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> I can't deny that anymore. <laughs> I can't breathe. Okay. And then it's like, well, what do I do now? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's when the transition, that's when Can you start begin. to move. You can start to say, okay, what are my options? And when you, you vision a new future and you come out in a new place, that's when transformation. And that's how we grow in mm-hmm. wisdom and experience and become the people we are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's what success looks like. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then we move into a comfort zone, <laughs> and the new comfort zone, and it doesn't take very long. And we're back. In denial again, right. because change is going to happen. Yeah. And, and those are some changes. We, you know, we say, oh, I want to change it, but we, haven't, we don't know enough mm-hmm. to be able to predict how things are going to play out. Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Well, if anyone listening today said, I, I like this conversation, I want to know more, where would you tell them to go? What resources are out there, books, websites? What do you know that you would tell someone that they should check out? Well... First of all, you know, look at what you've, what's resonated and been helpful to you before in the past. Mm-hmm. I mean, the first okay. thing to go look at is what has worked with for me yeah. throughout my life when I've been in similar circumstances, and what would I celebrate mm-hmm. looking back at my life? What you know, what were the things that I did and the ways that I that really worked, and I want to celebrate because that's the place to start. Okay, and because you build on that, mm-hmm. because that's how you discover. Oh, I'm really good at brainstorming new ideas, mm-hmm. or I'm really good at taking somebody else's ideas and and adapting them so they work in a different situation, or I'm really good at taking a plan and making sure it gets finished. Mm-hmm. But you have to know that about yourself. Mm-hmm. So that would be that would be one way to get started. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and you know, if a question, if, the, the internet is pretty amazing mm-hmm. that you can just type in a question. Life's transitions, managing transitions, uh, dealing with whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and you'll get some suggestions. Mm-hmm. And here again, pay attention to what resonates deeper than others. Mm-hmm. Some some will sound wise, some will sound simplistic. Mm-hmm. Don't follow the simplistic stuff. Mm-hmm. It may be simple, but it doesn't mean it's easy. Mm-hmm. So if it's and if you have some anxiety about it, you're probably on the right track <laughs> because I that like means that you're learning. Yeah. Because if you if you know something, then if you're confident, 
mm-hmm. you're still in the comfort zone. Mm-hmm. But you know you're at that cutting edge when there's a little bit of anxiety about, oh, here we are, you inviting me to come and do this radio show. Mm-hmm. I've never done a radio mm-hmm. show before. It's like, oh, I'm a little anxiety. I'm anxious about that. Good. That means I'm learning. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still, I'm keeping my mind young. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so the, the webs, you, know, you can find all sorts of stuff. Uh, internet or books. I went through my library, the books that I've hung on to. Mm-hmm. I came up with 20, 28 different wow. titles that were, and I thought, there again, you know, for me, what's been helpful, a lot of the work of uh, Dan and, and Chip, Chip and Dan Heath, mm-hmm. about deci- they wrote a book called Decisive, How to Make Better Decisions in Your Life, mm-hmm. which was, I really love their stuff. Um, Switch, which mm-hmm. is about change when change is hard. Mm-hmm. I really like that book. Uh, and their latest book is called The Power of Moments. Mm-hmm. Basically, it says that life is mostly forgettable mm-hmm. with a few memorable moments. Mm-hmm. Make the most of those. Mm-hmm. So they all have, and they have tools in there that you can use on your own. Um, so those are some resources uh, that I would, I would suggest uh, to look to see if I have any others. Uh, but there are a variety of books out there. My list, I just walk around and check new fiction and this and that until I find books that are of interest. But here again, you go to Amazon, you could start yeah, start a great. search and you could find all sorts of titles, related titles. The Senior Center could be a great place mm-hmm. that if there was enough interest about starting a transitions group or mm-hmm. a support group or a conversation or or figuring out how to do, you know, learn how to become peer coaches. Mm-hmm. You can teach people how to coach one another, mm-hmm. and it doesn't, you don't have any cost, mm-hmm. you know, because other than the initial training, mm-hmm. but then they can offer that service to one another and build up a community of listening. Mm-hmm. I mean, one of the books that I uh, um, that I that I kept was called uh, "The Listening Heart," mm-hmm. and it was dis- discerning uh, life's call in community, mm-hmm. and so it talked about what are some of the skills and practices that you can use and do those kinds of things. Okay. I could probably imagine, if I sat down with a pen and paper, I could come up with 25 ways you do this, mm-hmm. but we're out of time. <laughs> we are out of time. It's amazing how time flies. Well, I appreciate you joining me today, and I'm glad that it caused you a little bit of anxiety. That makes me happy, um, because it means that, uh, that perhaps you're leaving here with something new to, to bring. So thank you for sharing your wisdom with our listeners. Certainly hope that for everyone listening tonight, you get got a glimmer or a little nugget uh, that you can take with you to manage your life transitions a little bit easier, or if not easier, that they would be more productive on the other end, and you would find yourself even in a better place than you were. Um, when you started the transition, when you let go of that that trapeze. So thank you for joining us uh, on Conversations About Living Young. I look forward to next month uh, with another guest about um, how we can continue to live independently and make the best out of these uh, retirement years, but also um, up until our last years. Thank you and have a good evening. This has been Conversations About Living Young with your host, Marina Kears, Executive Director of Hendricks County Senior Services. This program has been presented by Duke Energy. Duke Energy offers these tips for understanding your bill. Check the number of days in your billing cycle. Most bills are for 30 days, but there are times when the billing cycle is shorter or longer. If there are more days in the bill, it could be higher. 
Look at average kilowatt hour uses per day. At first glance, your bill may look higher, but if your average use is similar to the same time last year or in a month with similar extreme temperatures, it's a normal bill. Residential customer service specialists are available Monday through Friday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. by calling 1-800-521-2232.